All right, welcome to FM Mission, the podcast for people on a mission in arts, entrepreneurship, or activism. I'm sitting with my friend Brittany Scott today, and you are certainly an entrepreneur <laughs> and somewhat of an activist for professional uh, women, I would say. If that's, yeah, do you think that's, that's fair? <laughs> do you look at it that way? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I've ever used the word activist, but I think it fits with the mission yeah. of Grow and even what I do with personal training to a certain extent absolutely um, in advocating I was gonna sure. say, I was gonna say you're advocating yeah. for right, positive change and yeah that's activism sure. right yeah there yeah. you go <laughs> yeah. someone can be health activists <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it starts there right yeah. with the individual and right you cannot give what you don't have exactly so you can't and, pour from an empty cup that's what I always say absolutely is that kind of one of your mantras for mm-hmm. the personal training yeah I I work specifically with moms mm-hmm. almost exclusively and moms tend to get burned out. I mean, you probably know a lot of moms. and I've got a mom that I know. <laughs> what I don't know is how she didn't burn out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, moms tend to put everybody else first. They put their kids first. They put their partner first. And then they're left feeling exhausted and worn out all the time. So I use fitness as a platform for them to advocate for their own mental and physical health. Yeah. So. So what we're here today is to talk more about grow. That's what yep. you do. Your business. You're a personal fitness trainer mm-hmm. and speaker. Yes. Right. Yep. I do both those things. Specifically, generally on fitness and health. Right. Yes. For moms, like that's your. Yes. So I do personal training, but in the speaking realm, I'll speak either directly to clients uh, of a gym or a physical fitness center or the people who train them. So I'll educate other trainers on how to train women who are pregnant or postpartum and then I also do corporate speaking so just that's a little bit more general of women's wellness in yep. the workplace it's not necessarily just for moms but women in general well that yeah. ties us in then to grow which yeah. is what we're going to talk about today yeah. and grow stands for growing remarkable opportunities with women yes so it's a mouthful <laughs> that, that's a brand new um thing that you guys just started in the last yeah. couple months here right yeah it actually Impact X wrapped up in November yep, of 2022. Of 2022, and then shortly after that, the Innovation Connector, yeah, Entrepreneur Week. Yes, yep. had Entrepreneur Week, and so those things back to back kind of lit the fire for what became Grow. We found that women really just needed accountability and help with the next step of their business, whether they were beginning entrepreneurs or in the middle, which is where we're finding a lot of women are. They've already started their business. They know who their target market is, but they're not making six figures, right? So we need that middle section of help. And originally it was really just started as kind of accountability. Like, we'll just start this thing and get together and it'll be great. And we found that it caught on really quickly and women really need this. That was to you and some local... You know, women entrepreneurs who are yeah. just kind of doing that for yourselves. and Yeah, so two, two other women and I, so three of us, started this group, and we all own our own businesses, all kind of found we were having similar issues and wanted help and accountability. And so, yeah, we put the word out for the group, and I think we had eight show up in the first session, and it's just grown from there. Also, so you talked about Impact X, which is yeah. a class that I teach at Ball State. So I met Brittany at Ball State University. She yeah. came in for your personal fitness business. Yes. And you were yep. really trying to expand your business and get some of those corporate speaking gigs. And Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had felt kind of stagnated, I guess. I've been in, I started my company in 2018. 
So I wasn't brand new, but also I was finding it hard to gain traction in new fields with new clients, with getting into speaking. And so I felt like Impact X would be a good place to start as far as learning new avenues of getting the word out about what I do. If you're interested and you're listening to this, you want to learn, inplaceimpact.com is the, the headquarters, which is in Charleston, South Carolina, where I took the class, the same one we teach at Ball State, or ipimuncie.com. You can find it here locally. We're still teaching the class. This is the second semester. You were in the inaugural class that we yeah. started, right? At the, yeah. Um, which was amazing. And I, I really remember you just being very focused and you knew, because everybody that comes in, some some people have an idea, some are in the middle of their company, like I said. Yeah. Some don't even have an idea at all, but you, you were very focused and had your company going. And so yeah. from there, you and some other people from the class and mm-hmm. some other local kind of started Grow. So you talked a little bit about what it is, but what is Grow now, right now that you guys have it for you? It's not just a little small group that you guys, <laughs> yeah, like, right? So. Yeah, and honestly, when we started it in December of 2022, we didn't even intend for it to be a business. We just were going to make ourselves a group of women that got together. And um, all three of us, the three of women who started it, uh, me, River, and Katahdin, all have an education background. So we've all been teachers, and so when we got together to talk about how we were going to set it up, I mean, we just lost our minds, right? (laughs) Like, all the planning and scheduling and curriculum and all this stuff. So it really kind of took on a life of its own once we started putting curriculum in place and um, focusing on educating women about steps they need to take in their business. Would you think of it that your business is an education business? Is that? Yeah, we call it a mastermind So um, there's accountability. You're going to make goals every week, and then you're going to be held accountable the next week because somebody's going to ask you, did you accomplish your goals you said last week? Or if you did, great. If not, why? Was there a roadblock? Was there something you couldn't figure out? Is there something you need help with so that you feel like you have the support and help you need? You're not trying to figure everything out on your own. So So part of the idea is to... Follow. I mean, we all drop the ball at times, especially yeah. when it's, you know, one of the things, tough things about being entrepreneurs, there's no boss, right? right. <laughs> you've never worked without a boss. It's, yeah. it's a whole different mindset. Right. And so that's part of you were saying that you guys will help people solve that issue then, right? Not right. just, hey, you didn't get that done, right? It's right. okay, well, what do we need to do to... Right. Yeah, what do we need to do to help you? Is there paperwork you need to find? Is there a connection you need to make? Um, now that we've grown a lot, and just as a side note, connections is one of the biggest things I learned from the Impact X class and how important it can be to know the right people in the right places and having a group of women whose networks are different, right? right? Somebody can come in and say, you know, I'm really struggling with my taxes. I have no idea what I'm doing. And someone can say, hey, I, my accountant's great with small business. Here's their information. Go Absolutely. find them. Taxes one that we talked about that, that are so intimidating. Yes. Right? Yeah. We yeah. talked about Tanya Syed, which Tanya Syed Consulting. Yeah. Um, she's a member, right, of Grow? Yes. Yeah, and she was also yeah. in the first class. Yeah. So, so there's an example, um, just of, of kind of what you're talking about there, where um, that we were t- well, we were talking about her podcast, which is the last one we did. I yes. did on here, which was great. And I was asking what you took, and you said part of it is the idea of how business can be so intimidating. Yeah. Taxes and finance being one of these, right? Yes. It's so terrifying. this is one thing like that <laughs> it is terrifying. Everybody's afraid you're going to go to jail, right, right? If you're wrong, right? Well, and something that you talked about with Tanya is the verbiage around business and if you're not like I would I did not consider myself a business person when I started my own business 
And so there is a lot of language and verbiage that comes in and you feel like an outsider. You feel like, I don't know what that, I don't know what that form is. I don't know what that acronym means. Yeah. And so being able to be in a group of women, some with more experience probably than you can be like, oh, this is what that means. This is what you can do about it. It's really helpful and less scary. Yeah. Because it's really not complicated. Like you said, it's just like anything. I mean, yeah. being a teacher, you wouldn't go try to teach just off the cuff. Right, and right. so the same thing with the business, right? You didn't just... Yeah. But with business, you don't really have a choice, right? Yeah. Like again, with a teacher, there's a, there's a <laughs> you know, a program to follow. Right. You know, yeah. th- if you want to be a teacher, here's the steps. But right. With the business, there's a million versions of that. Oh, yeah. You don't know if any of them are right. Right. You just kind of get jump in the deep end and yeah. hope you can swim. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> Um, so that's what grows for. Right. I mean, right, essentially all this. Yes. Yeah, the accountability for both achieving your goals, but also the help and support if you're not sure how to achieve your goals. Um, a lot of people run into roadblocks with technology. That's another one that's really scary for a lot of people. I don't know how to set up a website. Which should I use Wix? Should I use Squarespace? Should I use, you yeah. know? Um, and so we have, again, a variety of experiences and people using different outlets so they can be like hey i use wix here are the pros and cons i use squarespace here are the pros and cons and we can help them look at their business and what they're wanting to offer and help them make a good decision and give them advice about how to move forward instead of just floundering trying to figure it out for themselves one of the things i thought that was neat you talked about when we first talked about doing this podcast is that like one of the workshops you guys are doing you you actually leave with two or three reels right for instagram or tiktok or wherever right yeah so this is an example right of what you're talking about exactly yeah every session we meet weekly every tuesday right now and we want everyone to leave we have the accountability portion at the beginning and then 45 minutes of what we call an education part so it's not just you sit and listen to us talk at you for 45 minutes. It's something really practical. Usually there's a handout, some kind of physical takeaway. You're writing down something that applies to your business. We did a cash flow spreadsheet where you itemized your expenses. You were seeing where money was going in and out. So we have something that every time you come, you're going to leave with something that's applicable to your business that you can use immediately. You'd mentioned cash flow. These are one of these terms, yeah. right? Is, and you, so you guys actually had a, a workshop about cash one of your Tuesdays here, right? Was, yeah. Somebody came in and talked about cash. What did you yep. learn the most from cash? Because that is so intimidating, too. And oh, I remember when it used yeah. to intimidate me for a long time. Yeah. I find like, oh, you just mean the ledger sheet. Right. Right. I mean, right. It's essentially just tracking your money. So where is your money going? Um, and sometimes if you're not tracking it, it's easy to forget where money's going oh, there is. on things like a website. Uh, if you do Zoom, so I have to pay for a yearly Zoom subscription because some of my clients are remote. Um, there's marketing expenses and overhead and like even stuff like your car, right? Because that's something you can write Absolutely. off as a business. So it's just itemizing all of your expenses as well as where the money's coming in. Yep. So you can see where money's in and out, and if you're in the red or black. <laughs> yes. I, I, one of the things in the class that people shared from our um, survey with is they like the transparency. Yeah. And, and for me, that was one of the things I learned from my first business. It was like so many first-time business owners, that one didn't last. Yeah. It lasted a while, right? But mm-hmm. time eventually caught up some bad habits, these things we're talking about. Right. I don't understand things like cash flow. And, yeah. Because like I said, understanding where the money can and am I in the red or the black? Because right. if you actually know that answer, right. then you can fix it. Exactly. But if you don't know, know, then you very likely will make a wrong decision simply by not knowing. Right. And, but it's so helpful to have somebody show you how to do it. Because if you just pull out a cash flow template, it's very overwhelming. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Why? Because it's not, 
that hard, but it is overwhelming. Why? Well, I personally find spreadsheets overwhelming in general. It's a lot of information on one, in one place, right? Um, And when you start looking at things like uh, some some cash flow templates will have it broken down to lawyer and accountant and bookkeeping. And some people don't have that yet. So they look at that and think, oh, that doesn't apply to me. Um, So to have somebody break stuff down, what does and doesn't apply to you, what could potentially apply to you in the future. Because you can use cash flows for projections as well. Like I want to make $20,000 this year. So let me manipulate the numbers here to see what needs to go in and out for me to make that money. Exactly. You know the old saying that it, everything looks good on paper? Right. But if you don't have it on paper where, okay, if I do it just like this, I'll make $20,000. Yeah. And the chances of making that 20000 are so, right? Because <laughs> exactly. every penny that you lose along the way, which happens yeah. Yeah. very easily. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's easy to lose track of it if you're not. Cash huh. flow just stuck out to me last week when you said that. And, and I thought, what a great workshop that yeah. something like cash flow, right? That right. hands-on, when you leave that day, you have a better understanding of how your business works. Right. Because whether you track it or not, you do right. have cash Exactly. Whether or not you track it, it's happening. So you might as well track it so yep. that you can make sure you're making the money you want to make. Yep. And not spending uselessly. Because yep. sometimes you might be spending money somewhere that you forgot about. Or yep. there's Absolutely. a monthly expense you're not taking into consideration. What do you think the number one thing is that was the biggest takeaway from cash flow for the, the women in Grow that week? Was, it, was there aha moments for you guys? I think, honestly, for a lot of women in the room... It was the first time they'd ever seen one. They didn't know that they could do that with their business, that they could break down their expenses and see where their money was going. So that was, and I know, I mean, cash flow is something relatively new to me, and I've been in business for five years. So I think the aha moment was, oh, I can track, I can track where my money's going all in one place. Yeah. And, you know, in the template we used, it's broken down by months. Because some expenses are only, like, I get charged for my website once a year in February. So it's not every month that I'm spending $264 on that. But next year, I can look back at 2023 and say, okay, in February, I've got a plan for this $264 expense. But I'm not going to have that in March. Right? So it's it's a lot easier to see where maybe your more, uh, your higher output months are going to be. And maybe what you need to do, okay, I need to sell more product to make up for the month of yeah. February. So how do I do that? Yeah, you're talking about really being able to make informed, educated decisions yes. for your business. Because if not by default, you almost always don't make the right decision if right. you don't right. plan way ahead. Right. It's funny when you talked about that, like February being a time where a lot of renewals and that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Warren Buffett is a investor in C's candy if you're familiar with oh, it's a big yeah, candy yeah. and you, you wouldn't think that Berkshire Hathaway was that and so in yeah. an interview about it he said well actually what's unique about C's candy is they only need uh, investment capital from Valentine's Day through Mother's Day oh. and he said then because they don't sell on terms you can get yeah. your money back immediately from them wow. when they don't need the money anymore and they coast in through the end of the year so this is one of the companies that they invest in through Berkshire Interesting. understanding cash flows in that yeah. they're able to say yeah we can you know give a little bit of cash to you guys here and get this yeah. return yeah. because you need the cash only three months out of the year right it's but an you, immediate return almost yeah it, it really is <laughs> and that's what you're talking about with what you're, is right what, where am I going to get ROI because I only have right. so much investment capital right. and ROI is you know, yeah. confusing another just, term yeah <laughs> well, what are a couple terms where was the cash flows things like that that you think just 
scare the hell out of people. Well, ROI is definitely one. Um, Why is it? Do you, I mean, right, return on investment, which should right. seem, but that seems like a yeah. whole other education yeah. course in itself. Because a lot goes into ROI, right? It's not just, you have to track stuff to see where you're, you have to have process flows for, in my case, for instance, I have to onboard people into personal training. It's not somebody texts me and says, I want to train and I meet with them the next day. Right, they have to fill out paperwork. I usually meet with them to find out what their personal goals are and what they want to accomplish. That takes a lot of time and effort on my part. It's not just there's some upfront, right? Yeah. People who make a product, they have to order stuff ahead of time to have that ready, to have it all ready to put out. So um, you don't just want to order a bunch of product if you're selling ten different things, right. but one is selling ninety percent or is making ninety percent of your money. You right. don't want to keep spending the same amount of money on all ten products. No, absolutely, this is it, right? no, this is it. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> this is. So that's that's ROI. You want to be tracking where you're getting the most bang for your buck, literally. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so return on you can actually quantify it down to a percentage, right? Is right for every dollar I put in, I'm getting two dollars back. Right. If you're if right. things are going well. Right. Right. You said two other terms in there that maybe one is onboarding. So if somebody's mm-hmm. listening, right, and they have never thought about the whole process and the cost of onboarding. Yeah. Onboarding meaning bringing a new client into your. Mm-hmm. Personal training business? Yeah, so the onboarding is usually more associated with a service-based industry, less so with a product-based industry. Um, But once you start having a handful of clients, it's hard to keep them all straight if you don't have some kind of way of doing so. So I have paperwork that my clients fill out. I have spreadsheets that they are in so I can track payment and paperwork done and goals and all kinds of stuff like that. There's uh, CRMs. That's another one, right? Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Um, that can track all of that for you. So it just kind of depends on where you're at in your business and what you're able to invest upfront for onboarding. Uh, a lot of times, especially in a small business, onboarding is not so much about money upfront as it is time. For me, I'm not paying a lot to onboard someone as far as physical money, yep. but it takes my time and organizational skills. And you have to have a system, right? Right. I mean, to truly consider it an onboarding. Correct. To make sure that everything gets done in time for them to start training when they want to train. So CRM, Customer Relationship Management. Yes. Generally, software now follows that, right? Right, right. But this used to be something that cost tens of thousands of dollars, yeah. and now, you know, for $10 a month or even free, right. yeah. you can start small with. Right. But th- this is one of the tools, like I said, one of the things I want with the podcast is people to be able to walk away with stuff today. Like you talk about, when they leave Grow, you want each day them right. to have something to use. Yeah. So that's like one of the, so it, Customer Relationship Management, that intimidates the heck out of people. They say, right. should I use Salesforce? Yeah. Does my square do that plus this? Yeah. How do you, um, as a service-based business, use CRM? Yeah, right now, actually, to be honest, I am not paying for CRM. I track everything in a spreadsheet because yep. my clientele is small enough that I don't feel the need to pay Absolutely. for that yet. So cash yeah. flows help you realize that yes. why give up my precious capital when... Right, when I can know. track it in a spreadsheet, which is good for the good news for small business yes uh, but again that does take i had to sit down at the beginning and think okay what do i need to track for every client yep. i need to track you know their birthday their weight their goals their um onboarding time what they've paid and then you know they're paying monthly weekly it kind of depends on how they're set up but i've got to keep track of all that so that yep. everybody's getting what they want yeah absolutely you know, what a lot of people don't realize with like something like a CRM, a customer relationship management software, which is really a SaaS, right? We can't go to, <laughs> which is software as a service like Salesforce is right. a simple one to understand. Yeah. 
that really that's a template that is front facing of a few Excel sheets. Yep. Right. I mean, really, they're yes. they're organizing yeah. data for you. Right. In a flow like what right. you're talking about, that they've already worked out. Right. right. They, through studying this, they go, okay. Yeah. We talk, I was telling you about the idea of FM Media the other day. Yeah. Is FM Media is we've kind of identified there's these five things that all small business owners are going to need. Customer relationship management is one of them. Whether that's an Excel sheet, a notebook, mm-hmm. but what it, you know, that's that same idea. Is that yeah. we're, we're just trying to basically take a template for small business. Right. And say, okay, of 80% of the small business owners we talk to, this would work for them. Right, right. right. That's processes, like what you're yeah, talking That's what we're exactly. trying to sell. Is- right. And for, especially in Grow, we try to present them with as much, as many free resources as we can, because there are a lot now, right? You were just saying there are free CRMs, and I'm trying to think, of, there's two that I know of that are free, and neither of them are coming to mind. Um, but even things like MailChimp. Yep. So that's the nice thing about something like Salesforce that's paid is it's tracking your clients, it's tracking all that information, but you can set up emails and all kinds of automated systems, yeah. which makes it really nice. But if you don't have the money to put into that yet, you can use a free service like MailChimp to create templates for your emails, to send out uh, email communications to your current customers, potential customers, yeah. warm leads, right? Yep, that's, a, <laughs> that's another one. That's, another, that's a warm lead, right? Why are they so, warm? <laughs> because they've shown interest in you. Yeah, that's true, so right? they filled out a form. They put their email into your website. A warm lead somebody who has already shown interest in you or what you do. Yep. So you want to make sure you stay on those because if they've shown interest, yeah. there's a good chance you can turn that into profit at some point. Yeah, ROI, right? It's, yes. You're much yeah. much better off spending your time and resources talking right. to a warm lead versus a cold lead, which mm-hmm. is... Which is somebody that you don't have any prior contact or communication with. You're just yeah. reaching out to them, hoping to get their business. Yeah, which is like the idea where the term cold call comes from, right? You're yes. reaching out, you have no exactly. end whatsoever. Right. If, if a woman wanted to join Grow, kind of walk us through the process of yeah. what it is, what they could expect, how yeah. to get a hold of you guys. Yeah. So right now we meet Tuesdays at 11 a.m., you're Eastern locally in Standard. Muncie, right? Yes, so that's Eastern Standard Time. But you can digitally come in. Yes. Uh, we have people from California, and we have had some in Oregon, Georgia, Maryland, that join virtually. So there's a link. It's a Google Meet, so you can come join the meeting virtually as well. And this is a membership-based group now, okay. but we know that... It's really hard to just join something not knowing anything about it. So you can come two times for free just to see what we're all about, meet some of the other people that are there, ask questions, and see if it's a good trip for you. Because it's, you know, everybody has to decide that for themselves. Where do you guys meet at? We meet at Community of Hope Church right now. It's on the corner of Jackson and McKinley, if you're in Muncie. Um, So they have a big meeting room in there that we meet. um, And... That's every Tuesday right now, virtually or in person. And then if you decide to become a member, we have a binder of materials that you'll, you'll, you'll use for the whole year with accountability worksheets and all kinds of stuff that we use every week. Uh, so you pay a $50 joining fee that covers all of your onboarding yep. Yep. <laughs> and, and your binder. And then it's $20 a month after that. So essentially $5 a week that yep. you're spending on your business, investing in your business. You were talking about the binder, which when we were talking about this, I was telling you how impressed I was with it. It was, But to hear that all three of you come from an education background, that makes a lot of sense as to why you could put together great materials like yeah. that, right? I mean, yeah. you, you have worked with students before. Yeah. 
Yeah, all three of us. And it's funny because one is an L-Ed major, I taught middle school, and River was a college. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the spectrum of education as well, which is yeah, I didn't realize you came from an education background. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So how did you end up in the personal training field? Well, I, my dad was a college basketball coach. Oh, really? And so I grew up playing sports. I played collegiate volleyball and then coached when I taught. So I taught middle school, but I coached varsity sports. And um, eventually I kind of came to the conclusion that I enjoyed coaching more than <laughs> teaching, mostly because of the politics involved in teaching. I hear this. I mean, I feel and, for teachers. Yeah. Know. I just... That was that was enough for me. Yeah. So I actually originally intended to work with college athletes. My first certification as a trainer was to work with college athletes. So I worked with a college volleyball team, um, coaching briefly, and then I took a class on pregnancy and postpartum and realized that it was an area that desperately needed to be filled. People yeah. didn't know enough about it. Women were left feeling really confused about what was going on in their own bodies so I quit that and started my own business, and here we are. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. I learned a lot in the class from you, and then um, there was another person taking the class at the same time that had a mother-focused idea. Yeah. And uh, it was just, again, you're not being a mother, obviously. Right. <laughs> and to hear your guys' story from you, know, right, from you guys directly was really interesting because you wouldn't necessarily think that there's not a lot of resources for mothers. Right, But right. you really kind of feel like you're on your once, – right, once the whole – yeah. You know, the thing is over right, and the baby's here. Right. It's just like then you're on your own, right? Is that yeah. kind of... Yeah, and that's how a lot of moms feel. It's all about you while you're pregnant, but then you have the baby and everything and everyone is all about the baby and everyone kind of forgets about mom. And the good news is there are a lot of resources for moms, but they just aren't widely known. Yeah. So people like me and the other woman in class, I think hers was a postpartum, kind of like a depression, dealing yeah. with postpartum depression. I think it was depression. more mental health, right? Yeah, mental health. Um, there are a lot of resources available, and those of us in that field now are trying to spread the word about yeah. what's available, and um, even physical therapists that specialize in things that moms deal with. There's a lot of help and support, and even in the digital age, right, everything's at your fingertips, but that also leaves you feeling very isolated because you're not interacting with people in person very much. So, yeah. um, I was going to ask you just something from a kind of a societal point of view as you're saying that. I was thinking that would you say one of the reasons for that is because of such of the demand on mothers say from work and motherhood absolutely and then also families right are spread out so much more than ever where you know right. i remember when i was a kid right i mean my all my you know my extended family my aunts yeah. my grandmas you know and yeah and you don't have as much of that kind of support around yeah, and, definitely definitely I, that whole idea of it takes a village yeah. Not very many people have that anymore because right. families are spread out and um, there's always a double standard, right? If you go back to work, then society makes you feel bad for not staying with your kids. If you stay with your kids, then society's hard on you for not making enough money for your family. So it just feels like moms can never win in societal standards. So we're kind of trying to push all of that aside and say... Here are the resources available to you. Here are your choices. You make the choice that's best for you, for your body, for your kids, and your family. And that's that's the best, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or says. If you make well-informed decisions about yourself and your body, then yeah. that's all you can do. 
And really late, as of the last couple of years, people are just making those decisions based on whatever, right? It's right. not, I guess, kind of like we're talking, it's like cash flow, it's there anyways, right? Right. Mothers are facing all this, right. w- whether there's a support village or not. Exactly, right? exactly. So we're trying to come alongside. I mean, that's how I feel about both personal training and grow. It's kind of coming alongside women, being like, hey, you're not in this by yourself. Here are resources to help support you, and let's all do this together instead of feeling like you're on your own. Yeah. For whatever reason, this hasn't been a resource that I think a lot of women and mothers have thought they had. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't want to speak out yeah. of, you know, out of a... In fitness, you mean? Not just fitness, but fitness, one of them, right? Yeah. Just, um, again, you're talking about what aims with the mental health, the mm-hmm. idea of who is your tribe around you that's, yeah. you know, there to help yeah. do these things that used to be yeah. done intergenerationally through families. Mm-hmm. Um, what are reasonable expectations? Because, you know, the mortgages don't quit coming because you're a right. new mother, right? I mean, there's right. all these things. and Yeah. So, um, but do you think that it... That, that's part of what grow and all that is, is that that is what you guys are trying to do is create an intentional community. For? Absolutely. Yeah. And the funny thing is, in talking about all of this, I mean, women, statistically speaking, are starting more businesses now than yes, men. Yes, absolutely. And, and they far and away take the impact class like, yes, you know, 70%. And I think that's a testament to exactly what we're talking about, that some women don't want to go back to work. They want to stay with their kids. But they still need to make money somehow they, to contribute to the mortgage or the groceries or whatever it is. Yeah. So they're making it up for themselves. They're saying, well, I, I like this. This is my hobby, and I think I can make money off of it or whatever. Um, so it's a kind of a cool marriage of the two things and supporting women and moms and yeah. in grow, right? Because yeah. a lot of moms are starting their own businesses to make money yeah. to help their families. So. It's a really interesting insight there that it's not just that women want to do it. It's not just that they're capable. It's that, you know, necessity breeds genius. And yeah. so starting a business is an answer to having time with your family, right. but also the resources right. to provide for your family. Exactly. And what an interesting take that, again, like I said, it's just <laughs> not being a mother and, um, I had an amazing mom, so I, I watched her do you know all of this, but also surrounded by aunts and grandmas on both sides. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Um, but I, I did see the toll it took. Right. I mean, it yeah. was like you said, it was the sacrifice of herself yeah. for her kids, which is what I've almost all the women I've ever known is. Yeah. But there's more demand on women than ever. Right. I mean, there really is because of the you know the workforce, the businesses, the you know things like the economy. Right. Right. When inflation, right. all the different things that are happening, that yeah. takes more resources to get less yeah. result. And, yeah. Right, so there's two things there, I think, um, why it's more important than ever to for women to take care of themselves. I do, this is one of the talks that I do for corporations or women's wellness in general. The, there's a really strong link between self-care and productivity. Yep. So actually, the better you take care of yourself, the better you can take care of those around you, the better you can work and focus. Yeah. Um, and then also the idea that your tribe, your group of your village, if yeah. you will, doesn't have to be family, especially in today's culture i think historically speaking it was a lot of family like you're describing where you had your mom and aunts and cousins and everybody and i think more than ever now that village is who you make it it's friends it's neighbors it's people in grow it's other moms that train with your trainer right um you've got to go out and find that support um which you know it's frustrating that you have to go find it but it's out there yeah and you can find that support that you need to help you be successful no matter what it is you want to do and ultimately, that's what grows. Why grow is specifically a women's group, right? Is that yeah. this 
Yeah, and I and I think women just tend to face different challenges than men. Um, and in a room, and this don't take this in a bad way because you're a man, but having a man in a room business-wise really actually changes the dynamic and the feel for women. Oh, they, it does. They feel scared to ask questions because they don't want to. They don't want you to think they're dumb or they don't know what they're talking about. Um, so it's really important in Grow that we create a really safe space. We might occasionally have men come in and speak on an expert topic, yeah. right? But um, as far as week-to-week and membership, we really wanted to keep it women so that it was a really safe space for questions for vulnerability and for them to grow without the fear of, oh, this person who runs a bank in my community now is going to think that I'm stupid because he heard me ask this question. Yeah. No, <laughs> Does that, that make sense? Yeah. No, and, uh, <laughs> I don't think that that is unique to women. I think men face that same thing, right? And because it just, like, especially in professional networking settings, like you're talking about, maybe yeah. you're a banker and you don't want them to think you don't know what you're talking about because right. you're asking them to give you money. Right, or, right, right, right. Um, but yeah, that, that is uh, very interesting. I, I think that's so true. And I do think that it, it's true what you're saying, that women face a different thing. Because Maybe business is so masculine because of the hardcore reality of it, right? Yeah. Is, and so that's why it's traditionally been you know, such a, a yeah. man-dominated field. And right. there are questions that are a very um, appropriate to ask, and they're not stupid at all, but it doesn't necessarily feel like a safe place. I mean, even amongst right. men, but we're just used to fist fighting. <laughs> right? Oh, this is business? Well, let's just, all right, everybody take off the gloves. and You know? Yeah. And I think, I think women, too, in general, because of the general differences between men and women, Women tend to lead with, or be leaders, with more empathy and compassion, and, you know, men kind of just get in and get it out, right? Like, when I get it done, I don't really care whose toes I step on and how, whatever, I'm just going to do it and be done. And women are much more relational, tend to be much more relational. Um, So we want to let them foster that. That's how you are, and that's how you want to lead. You can still be successful in business. Here's a safe space to foster that leadership style. Yeah. And then you can get out and do it with men, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and um, I definitely uh, wanted... When Stuart, the founder of Impact, was and he was giving us the statistics of who's taking the class, and, you know, the majority of it is women. I always make the joke that, you know, women are just smarter than men, <laughs> that they know to go ask questions. And you yeah. talk about those leadership styles. That's one of the differences is... I feel like from what I've heard from the class and different groups I've been in, that women, and this is a generalization, um, but don't necessarily feel as comfortable just saying, okay, let's go for it and see what happens. Right? Yeah. They want to make sure they're making an informed decision. Right. And again, this is just how men are. Like <laughs> more like, let's just plow through. right? Yeah. But so that, that's part of what you're talking about, that, that idea of the intentional community you're, you're creating. So women have that safe place to ask those questions before because, and again, it's a smart person, wouldn't necessarily just jump off a cliff and say, well, let's build our wings on the way down. Uh, yeah, that's the but scary way. That's, that's been the way that right, men have kind of yeah. forged this thing forward. And, yeah, and and women, you're right, like we want to make really well-informed decisions and that gives them the place to do that. And it, it can it removes, we try at least for the most part, to remove a lot of the ego from it, right? If we don't know, yeah. we'll go find out, but we're not going to pretend like we don't know if we don't. 
because there's there's space for that, right? There's that's what I say with the men. That's what men would do. That men will <laughs> men will not go to the class because that will, like you were talking about, feeling stupid. That'll mean that they're admitting they don't know. Yeah. Right. And so I, I really do believe that's one reason that more women have taken the classes yeah. because they like seeing, especially when it's free. They're like, well, look, if I can go get right. the resources and answers I need, yeah. You know, I'm gonna do it. Then I'm gonna do it. Men, yeah. on the other hand, was like, oh. Yeah. I told you my story. I thought that I knew what Stuart was going to teach in the class. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. I very humbly was like, wow, like, if I had I known like this, I would still have my other business, you know? Yeah. And that's that's what's so powerful about Mastermind Groups or Impact X. Both of what we're doing is really educating about how to do a business. Yeah. stuff. That, and like Tanya was saying when you interviewed her, there's definitely things I wish I would have known when I started. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's things I've learned along the way, and if I can help other women who are struggling with similar things, then that's what I want to do. Yeah. If um, somebody wanted to get a hold of you for personal fitness or grow, do you yeah. want to give us all that info real quick? Yeah. So my website, my business is called Mom Gets Moxie. Yep. And that's M-O-X-I-E. So momgetsmoxie.com. Grow is growmastermind.org. Yep. So I have a bunch of information on my website. You can contact me through there. And same thing for Grow. Um, Grow has the whole, uh, like the topics we're discussing are laid out because we have different topics per month. So for instance, the month of February was taxes because tax season is coming up. So we have every week laid out and what we're talking about. So you can look at that, see if there's a week that interests you and you want to jump in either in person or virtually. Because you get two for free, right? Yep. Yeah, you get two for free. Specific topic that's on the website right. if you want to go to that one. Yeah, yep, you can join in anytime and then you can contact us through there as well. So we have an email that goes straight to us and ask awesome. us any questions. Yeah. And then you guys have a conference you're planning coming up, is that right? Yes, oh, we're so excited about it. Yeah, tell um, us about that. Well, the first thing, and I think you referenced this earlier, we're doing an intensive, so that's kind of a one day. Um, where we're really focusing on marketing. So I'll teach you how to make an Instagram reel or a Facebook reel, and I'll show you how to do it, then you're going to do it. And I'll be there to help you make it the way you want it to be. That's coming up? Yes, that's on March 11th. Okay, so next week, week and a half from now? Yes, this is Saturday, so that'll be all day. And Mm -hmm. then the conference is going to be sometime in November. We're finally finalizing all the details for that now, but we're going to bring in some keynote speakers. We're hoping that you're going to do some music for yeah, us. I hope so, too. <laughs> so it'll be a lot of education. There will be networking and vendors as well so that there can be a lot of business to business. Uh, it's not just you coming and sitting and listening the whole time. We're going to have you interacting with other business owners and um going to be great. It's going to be fun. It was one of the feedbacks we got with the impact class, and, and one is they were surprised that it wasn't more lecture style, that it was actually kind of more of a roundtable discussion and everybody. Yeah. yeah. So is that part of some of the things like you, which is probably more of a, a, a better feminine approach, right? Like the, the circle. <laughs> the collaborative. The collaborative circle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's, that's both both the weekly meetings um, and that's something I didn't talk about but we have 15 minutes of accountability 45 minutes of education and then um, we have 30 minute collaborative work time so you can stay and work with somebody ask questions 
Um, but this is a typical week at Grow. A typical week at Grow. Yeah, break yeah. down it. Like, so if, if we showed up this week, yeah. what would it be? Yeah. Okay. So this week, actually, this week's a little bit different. We're doing a collaborative week. Okay. So we have a couple things. We're going to help people with cash flow because that's what we talked about this week. Um, but as we talked about this whole session, it's that's something that can be really overwhelming. Yeah. So we're going to have people bring their computers. We can break down. Um, for instance, we have a girl who sells, who makes and sells products that use like essential oils and stuff like that so we're going to break down all of her stuff like cost what are you yeah right? like how, what is one of these terms that frighten people yes. what is cost of goods yes like how much are the bottles that you put stuff in to sell how much yep. is your packaging how much is so we're going to break all that down um we also did january was a month on visions and goals and setting goals for your business January's a great month for that yeah um, so there are some people who are still finalizing goals. Yep. So we're going to kind of open it up to general questions, anything that people want to group chat about, and then we'll split up into those two and help yep. kind of finalize all the details with that, which is exactly what you're talking about, that it's very collaborative. We want people to feel like they can come with questions they have, and it's either they're going to get answered or we'll find an answer for them. Yeah, Absolutely. I told you, I was just so impressed with one of the reasons I wanted to invite you on here to talk about it. And, Thanks. Um, all that sound, sounds amazing. So if, if you want to get a hold of Brittany and the crew with Grow or her personal training, yeah. um, I've known her now for six, seven months, and you know everything she has told me she was going to do, she has followed through on. So get a hold of her if any of this. <laughs> you know, it's, um, like I said, I'd originally met you, you came in to take the first Impact X class, and you know, last week when we sat down and talked about this, a little bit about the idea of doing this podcast, I said, I don't want to take credit for things we didn't do, but I asked you if Impact had an impact on Grow. Yeah, and, and it absolutely did. Yeah. And so you guys, you launched in December of last year. You finished the Impact class in November and also took the Entrepreneur Week yep. um, thing at the Innovation Connector. Yes. And then you guys decided to launch, you decided to get together with Accountability Group and then it right. turned into Grow. Yeah, yeah, very quickly. I think we decided that after the second time we met. So by January 1st, we had registered with the state of Indiana. I mean, it, it went really quickly. But Because why? You guys saw an opportunity? Uh, well, the opportunity, yes, but the need really. Yeah. That women, when they came... The feedback we were getting was, this is what I've needed. Like, this is what I've been looking for. This is the support I need. This is education. I need this. Yeah. And... Interesting on, like, the impact thing. We start, right, week one is the problem. Week two is the solution, right? Is that you're saying that the need, a problem, yeah. is that women don't have the support network that they need. And right. Yeah, and Grow really provides that. And to answer your question, for me, Impact X directly correlated to the start of Grow. Um... Uh, in taking Impact X, the biggest takeaway for me was realizing how important connections were. I had never thought before Impact X about connecting the community with the college and the local government. Like the connections you made with all of that fascinated me and how the three of them can work together to really improve a community and just the power of relationships in general. Um, which, you know, then I started a relational business in Grow. Like, three of us started the bit. We're partners in this business. And it's all about building relationships with other female business owners. And you have helped connect me with a lot of people that have made that possible. So, Impact X had a huge 
um, impact yeah. <laughs> on the start of growth. It's always you never know what people would think. Like I would, there are things at times you think that every like you would think the relational part. I would think the relational part is, but for you that was a kind of a new you know yeah. paradigm to yeah. think of your business even in that way. Yeah, I I'm a very relational person, and that's how I run my personal training. Right, I want to build a relationship with that person. I'm not just there for the hour and I never talk to them again. Like I learn about their kids and their family, all yeah. that. Like that, I love that part, the aspect of my personal training. But I had never really thought about relationally expanding my business through business connections, right? Yeah. Which, like you said, it seems so common sense. But for me, it really wasn't. I I was like, oh, I'm a personal training business. Like, what am I going to do in the chamber of commerce? Like, I yeah. don't, that, that's not for me. Yeah. And you really started connecting all of those dots in how you can build your business by making connections in your community. Yeah, you know, it, it is, if you can do it through, with the tools that we talk with, you know, online tools, right. it's the cheapest way to advertise your business, right? Yeah. If, if you can get a warm lead and introduction, right. and you don't have to advertise and spend your precious capital, right? right. I mean, that's... And that's the best kind of lead, right? Yeah. Uh, and for me, I have found, I've got, since I started implementing this, and I'm talking about my personal training now, as far as networking more and really making connections, I've had people send people to me because yeah. anytime they hear a friend talking about personal training or getting in the gym, I come to mind because yeah. I've started building a relationship with them, right? So even if it's not them coming to me, they're sending me their friends or their family members. Yeah, you just told me this last week, right? Somebody got over me. Well, you know, my wife said, "Yep, you're the yeah. the person." That's to how call. I got a speaking gig because his wife knew me. <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say when um, we first met after the class because we kind of do a follow up. Yeah. And you were wanting to really try to expand your speaking business and more of kind yeah. of your networking and yeah. And so since then, we were talking last week. You have three speaking gigs yeah. you've booked since what? Since December or January yeah, of this year. Yeah, January, really. And yeah. Since January, I was thinking that. Yeah. And, and that comes from the idea of this networking you're talking about that you learned through. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you actually put me in contact with a few of the people, I think. Um, and that has just been, not only has it been invaluable for my business, but it has enriched my personal life and my business life so much. Just learning from other business owners and just my own feeling of not being alone, yeah. right? Um, that I'm not in it by myself, that there's a lot of help and support, and um, that's been really fulfilling. Yeah. I don't know if, this, if you think this is true for women or the women in your group or your experiences, people, one of the things that people have said to me over the time is, Mike, I wouldn't be as comfortable asking for help as you are. You just seem like you don't mind asking. And I tell them, well, that's because I've had no choice. Right? Is after a while, you say, okay, well, if I want to keep going, I have to ask for help. Yeah. Um, do you, do you think that that's one of the reasons that people don't do those things? Is like asking for help is intimidating, and that's yeah. that's kind of the idea. Like you talk about yeah. creating a safe space to ask for help. That's Absolutely, part of yeah. yeah. And I was the same way when I the first probably two or three years of my business, I was scared to ask for help because you feel like people are going to lower their view of you right because you don't have it all together and you don't have all the answers and you and that's not at all like when people come asking for help for me it's not, I never think that of them I yeah, I think they're smart exactly like, I'm like oh it's good for you for like asking for help for that and they're emotionally intelligent right because yes. they had the wherewithal to not let their pride stand in the way of their success right right um, so yeah that's absolutely asking for help is foundational to really growing your yeah. business and your network yeah just, just in general, I mean, there, there's nothing worse than having the 
opportunity and the capability, but just not asking for help. Right. right? I mean, right. That, that's a tragedy. Yeah, you know? it really is. Yeah. It really is. Because there are people I have found in general men and women in the business world are really willing to help. They are will- very willing to help. And once you start asking for help, that's when you hear people say, none of us haven't figured out. We're all yep. like making it up as we go, right? Which is really reassuring because yep. then it's... Because you think that they actually have it exactly. all together and you realize they're like, no, I'm scared to death too. Right. Just- I just already made that mistake, so here's what you should do instead. Yep. Absolutely. So that it's kind of a... Um, sense of reassurance, I guess. Yeah. I'm, so part of it grows the collective too. wisdom yeah. Of the tribe, right? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever heard of Hatch Tribe? No. I think it's primarily a women's networking group, but it, it, you should check it out, Hatch yeah. Tribe, because the same kind of idea. It just made me think of that yeah. um, when you were saying that. Yeah. Yeah. We want it to be a safe space for questions, which is ultimately going to lead to growth, yep. which is what we're all about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for doing it. I, I hope that some people listening, men and women, right, can take so much from this. And yeah. men, from, from our perspective, don't be afraid <laughs> to ask for help either, right? Yeah, it's, absolutely. Um, you know, for the women, I, I'm so glad that there's a group like this that really is empowering, you yeah. know? And, and I think that... Uh, I can't wait to see where it all goes. I've always had this joke that I've said for a while that as soon as the mama bears figure out what's actually going on in America and say, all right, to hell with this, I've had enough, yeah. things will begin to fix themselves almost yeah. overnight. Yeah. Because you guys, you women, you guys have done all the work traditionally for the family yeah. as a rule for thousands of years, mm-hmm. right? It's just, yep. I mean, this is nothing new right. for women, right? This right. is just beginning to try to, you know, if the, nobody's going to give you a seat at the table, we'll bring our own, right? Exactly. We'll make our own table. Yeah, we'll make our own table. That, that's what goes, right? The, yeah. We're not bringing a chair. We, we build our own table. Yeah, you can come join us at our table. Yes. Great. <laughs> it's always like I was just so impressed. And I noticed, like, immediately, like at first I thought it was a little networking group that you guys had started, which I yeah. thought was awesome. Like, I knew it was a couple of people from the class. Like, oh, how yeah. awesome. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it seemed like it was formal and the graphics were there and there was a website and yeah. your social media starts looking professional. So that's why I asked you, are you guys doing this? Or is this like something you join? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and there was a there's always been a networking component to grow, but that's not you know in typical networking groups. It's hi, I'm Sally. I own the beauty store down yeah. the, and I need four customers, right? That, so that's not what we do in grow. You can network, especially during the collaborative work time in the last thirty minutes, but we're there for accountability, which you're going to get. So we try to get so that everybody's chatting with a different person every week. So. Yep. This week I'm sitting next to Beth. I'm going to be accountable with her. And then I'm going to sit next to Chelsea and learn yep. from her. So so you are networking, meeting people. Um, but that's not strictly the purpose of the group. What would you say the main purpose of GROW is? That, that or, you know, if you're talking to a woman listening, that what she can expect to get out of it. Yeah. Uh, education and empowerment, along with the accountability of reaching your goals. We really want women to feel like they have the resources and the tools and the courage, if you will, because we've been talking about things yep. being scary. Um, having the right resources and tools helps you feel better prepared and able to take the next step, even if it feels scary. Yep. So making sure they have all of that to take the next step in their business and grow it to where they want it to be. Um, a term that you said earlier that, again, you think that everybody has these, right? You think it's got goals, right? Yeah. Do you feel just in general that that's maybe a more masculine approach to things in that way? Just saying with you guys, you know, that guys have got these goal and I'm like, if we got to break the wall down, right, we'll just go through it. And yeah. so doing that feels unnatural maybe to a lot of women to, to set and try to think of it in such a 
Yeah, and River actually did a lot of our goal-setting sessions, and she has a really great approach to goals, and you have to have, you set a deadline to your goal, you set what it is, but you, and you think of it actually in the first person from that time. So, clarify that. Yeah, so for instance, if I wanted to have 10 clients, 10 new clients by August of 2023, I would write that goal as, I have... It's August 2023. I have 10 new clients. And she also has you add an element of satisfaction. So I feel really fulfilled or I'm proud of myself for accomplishing this or my... I'm excited that my revenue stream has doubled. Whatever. You add an element of satisfaction. So you're putting yourself into that moment and how you feel actually having accomplished the goal that you're setting. And it it actually changed your mindset, right? Because when you're just like, I want 10 new clients... No, it absolutely great, does. but how does it feel getting those ten new clients? When do you want them by? It it really helps you put feet yeah. to your goal yeah. and start accomplishing it. This is the, you know the very simple you know idea of thoughts become things, right? And yep. the way you approach those thoughts matters, right? right? And if yeah, your brain will believe you if you tell it that it's true, right? And it will do whatever it can to try to make that reality that way. Yes. It's protected. It's safe. Right? It's, yeah. The way yeah. I view the world is right. Because right. if it's not, right, then I have a problem. And yeah. It is amazing what the brain will do when you put it into... It really is. Yeah. It really is. It it changes your mindset and it gives you something to break down. So instead of, I just want 10 clients, I want 10 clients doubling my revenue. I'm proud of that by August 2023. What do I need to do that by August? And then you can work backwards to yeah. set goals to here in February. Right, I need two clients a month, right, for this to become a reality because I'm not right. going to get 10 in July. Exactly, right. right. So that seems more attainable, right? Then yeah, I just absolutely. want 10. Okay, two this month. I yeah. can do that. How, who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to meet? What do I need to post on social media? So it helps break down your goals. So to answer your question in a very roundabout way, um, we have found for women adding a time to it, putting yourself in the first person in the future, and adding that element of satisfaction is really helpful in goal setting as opposed yeah. to just, I want to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Have you ever read Think and Grow Rich? The book? No. Are you, are you aware of it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, it's the best. But I, for, for me, even in self-help books, I, the Bible's hard to mess with. Yeah. You know, if you just read it for the self-help part even, right? Just yeah. the wisdom of it, not the rest. Um, and then think of Girl Rich. Like those are, if I could only read two books, those would be it. That's at the top um, of your list. Yeah. But it, and it's not just the Bible, right? I feel the same way about the Quran. Like there's just, right, there's so much wisdom in there. But think Girl Rich is, for a business way and a practical guide, is just amazing. A lot of what you, something you said earlier, when you talk about the goals, they very much talk about it in that way that you have to emotionalize it, mm-hmm. that your brain actually, and the chemistry of your brain works very differently once emotionalized. Yep. And this is true of anything, goals being one of them. Yeah. And the other one it talked about being able to ask for help and going to networking groups is one of the ways it suggested it. Yeah. But it talked about how a lot of people think that, oh, people who are really successful don't want to share. They don't have the time. And that's not true. They actually love to share their stories of everything they overcame to get where they are. So if you come and say, hey, how did you get here? Yeah. They love to tell you everything that stopped them and they still somehow overcame. Yeah. 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 And and is so helpful in 
you know, getting you to avoid the same kinds of mistakes or pitfalls that they had, you're probably going to face a lot of the same things. So they can tell you, hey, I did that. <laughs> you might yeah. not want to go down that road. How about you try this going this way? Yeah. Um, it's just really, it's really helpful in building your own business, especially when you're new. I found through that right there, if you get the right knowledge, right, because not every opinion is, is right. right, but right. if you get the right knowledge, you can make a 10-year, you know, goal in two years. Yeah. If you go out and get the knowledge and the experience of someone else. Yep. I remember I had a boss one time, he told me, he said, Mike, you're going to have to learn from other people's mistakes at some point in your life. You don't have enough time to learn only from your own. Right? And it's like a 20-something young kid. I was like, you know, my God. Hey. But, you know, it's like, I, I really appreciate what he said. I, you, know, you're, you don't have enough yeah. failure in you. Right to yeah. to learn everything on right. your own, right? Like your parents taught you how to walk, right? Right, because you're, again, you couldn't give them till ten, <laughs> right? You have to walk, you know, yeah. soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I think that's that's so true. If we can learn from other people, and you're going to make your own mistakes as you go. But if you can learn from other people along the way, then it's going to increase the speed with which you grow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is one thing I guess grow is just to wrap it as. If somebody makes the investment with you guys, the ROI, right, is that they're going to get more education, more empowerment, and in the end, more execution, more right. results. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, and just being a personal experience, before something like Grow, sure, I had a lot of goals. They weren't the kind of goals we just talked about. Yeah. So I was missing that element. But it's really easy when it's just you to, oh, I have this goal for this week. Oh, I didn't make it. Okay, that's my goal for this week. And you just do that week after week, and you never actually accomplish. It takes a lot longer to accomplish things. So the accountability really helps speed that along. Yeah, the accountability and then the education for when you're not sure what to do for the next steps. We're giving you the tools to take them. Yeah, so, you know, LeBron James has a coach, right? Yeah. That's what accountability is. Right. You know. Yeah. Think anything else you want to share here as we wrap up? If you have the chance to take Impact X, yeah. <laughs> do it. Yeah. It, it means a lot to me. That means a lot to you. And yeah. seeing what you've done with it, right, is the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I learned a lot. And I'm going to go tomorrow again. Awesome. I can not make it at the beginning. But, yeah. um, you know, and like you said, you took it multiple times. I took it and three I, times. Yeah, you, you probably not only learned something different every time, but made different connections every time. Yeah, that's true. I very, very much did. Yeah, there's a lot of great women in there that need to. I was one of the reasons I said, please come back and yeah. talk about Grow for a minute. Yeah. Because I'm, there's a lot of people that I know want that network of support. Yeah. You just, yeah. We just spent the last hour talking about. Right, right. Yeah. And just the good, the other thing that I didn't realize before taking Impact X was just how many people want to invest in their community and really make a difference. They see a need, just like we saw a need with female business owners. People see all kinds of needs in their community. And it was so encouraging to see that not only are people seeing that, they want to do something about it. And they went to class to figure out how to do something about it. Right. And it, that's that really is inspiring. Powerful. It is. Yeah. Because that part of feeling alone, there, it's very easy to get discouraged that nobody cares. Right. And that's not true. Right. Exactly. I think people feel overwhelmed and apathetic towards things mm-hmm. because they don't, you know, and if you don't believe it'll actually make a difference, why work hard? Right. But, right. you know, once they do see the spark of hope. Right. It's, and and it's what I said a few minutes ago. You guys are making that connection. You're not just saying, oh, yeah, rah, 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 you can do it. 
it's here are connections at the college, here are connections in the local government. Like, let's make this a reality, yeah. not just that's a great idea. Good luck, right? Yeah. You're giving, you're also giving people tools and resources yeah. to help them accomplish what they want to. Yeah, it's very much you know, again the, the idea, the same, you know, but the idea with impact is just you start with an idea, right? Is mm-hmm. you got to get off the idea phase, yeah. and that is all the things we talked about today. Yeah. And here's a path and accountability, right? Yeah, it's great. Well, I'm sitting with Brittany Scott again with your it is Mom Gets Moxie, yes. right? Dot yep. com and M O X I E. Yep. Or GrowMastermind.org. Yep. That's what we've been talking about. If you're still here an hour later, <laughs> surely you can find that. Brittany, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. It was fun. I'll see you tomorrow at uh, Impact. I'll be there. Okay.